book of Jeremiah chapter 29. If you're there, let me hear an amen. amen. All right, we're, we're going to read it all together. It's going to be <coughs> verse 13, the book of Jeremiah. All right, ready? One, two, three. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Amen. Amen. Let me say a quick word of prayer for the word real quick and then we'll get into it. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that God, that Lord, you have a word for us today. And that God, you're wanting to bring a shift today, Lord. That Father, the things that are in the past, Father God, you are saying forget. Forget the former things because you are doing a new thing. Lord, and I pray right now, Father, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind to conceive, Father, what you have prepared for those who love you, God. Those, the people, Lord, that you have brought into this place today, God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you, your Holy Spirit would just come and just rest with each one of us. It would hover upon King Bar right now, God. And I pray that every unclean spirit, every distracting spirit, every work of the evil one, I just pray right now. I bind it in the name of Jesus and I command it to leave right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, in its place, I just pray your peace. I pray your openness, Lord. I pray, God, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come down unto the knowledge of you in this place. And Lord, may you just anoint my mouth, God. May you put, Lord, just your holy coal upon my mouth, Lord God, that I may speak your word with boldness, Lord. Yes, God. May this word go out and bring a harvest 30, 60, 100 fold. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right, so the title of this message is called, With All Your Heart. Okay? And so this is a message that the Lord has just been putting on my heart, like, continually. Like, I feel like I can't get away from it. And I feel, I know for certain that this is a word that the Lord has for each one of you today. Okay, so Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, God is calling out to his people in this hour to seek him and to seek him with all of our heart. See, uh, we've gotten a lot of different words for New Philadelphia Church and for what God is doing in this season. And a lot of it's have to do with like rain, right? During the worship time, like Brian's singing, he's singing about a tree and then all of a sudden he goes to let it rain, right? And it was so funny because as I was standing there worshiping and I knew I knew that I was going to have to come up and just lead a lead a prayer topic. I was I was thinking, I was like, you know, I'm going to walk up and I'm just going to tell Brian, play, let it rain. I just feel it. I just feel it on my heart. I feel it really strongly on my heart right now that Brian needs to play, let it rain, that that the Lord is really wanting to just come down and rain upon his people. And then as soon as I thought that Brian starts, let it rain. I was like. Okay, all right. All right, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And he's confirming that word that the Lord is wanting to bring his reign upon his people. If you believe that, let me hear amen. Amen. See, this is the season of rain. And we have to ask for rain in the season of rain, as it says in Zechariah 10.1. And we have been crying out for an outpouring. Right. We've been doing the 21 day fast. We've got the Niagara conference coming up. Right. And the theme is outpouring. It's not just because, like, you know, just being a charismatic church, we want outpouring. It's because the Lord has really spoken to us that this is the season of rain. And that He is going to bring an outpouring. A Joel chapter 2 verse 28 kind of outpouring. And so, the Lord is calling us, if He's bringing this, 
And these words are true. He's calling us to get ready for it. You got to get ready for the rain. You got to get ready for that outpouring. You got to begin to prepare yourself for what the Lord is coming to do. And so I believe that God is wanting to bring an outpouring. He's wanting to come to us. As it says in this word, you seek him and you will find him when you seek him with all your heart. And I believe that as we cry out, he's going to come and he's going to begin to bring his love, his justice, his manifest presence and his glory upon us in this room today. I believe that I believe that the Lord is wanting to visit us today. That this isn't just a word for the Niagara Conference to get us all excited and have everyone register. But that the Lord is wanting to visit us here today. I mean, God speaks through the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 29, verse 13, right? This is the word for today. Many of us already know Jeremiah 29, 11, right? Well, Jeremiah 29, 11, we all know it. It's like my life verse, you know. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper and not harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Like we put it on bumper stickers. We have it like everywhere. Got it on t-shirts. We know Jeremiah 29, 11, right? But we don't go around talking about Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The Lord said it. He promised it. He is not a man that he would lie. That when we seek him, we will find him. Amen. If you hear me in the back, let me hear you say amen. amen. If you know from the last time I preached, I'm a person that loves response. That when the Lord speaks to you or if something resonates in you, I want to hear amen. There's two, there's two reasons. There's two reasons why. One is because it encourages me. You know, I know you're getting it. And two is because when you speak out amen, it is, it is so there's something that resonates in you. It goes deeper than it would be if you just sat there and was like, mm, mm, yeah, that's mm, mm. I mean, yeah, you're like, oh, that's a good thought. But when you're like, oh, amen, it goes down deep. It gets into your spirit. And when something gets into your spirit, you cannot shake it. It's not like a note that you will forget. When you say amen and it gets into your spirit, it is there. It will be with you. You won't lose it. Amen. amen. There we go. All right, let's keep going. So the Lord has said that when we seek him, we will find him. We will find him. Like this calling to us to to pray and to fast and to really seek God. It's not some we're going to go chase down the rabbit hole. We're just going to go and jump into this abyss and we're never going to find the end of it. It's that when we seek him, we will find him. We're not on some wild goose chase. You believe that? That as you seek Him, you will find Him? That as you seek God, you will find Him? He, you will receive what you have asked for? The Lord has said it, so it must be true. And when, when He says it in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, He adds a little caveat to it. He adds a little extra to it. And what does He say? He says, You will seek Me and find Me when you seek Me with all your heart. See, what he adds to this is you got to seek him with your whole heart, with all your heart. You got to seek him with everything that is within you. What does that mean? What does that mean? I got to seek him with everything. Does that mean like I go to church all the time? Does that mean I come to all the prayer meetings? Like, what does that mean? It means to be desperate for him. 
It means to long for Him in the deepest parts of you. It says in this, in this verse, that word heart, in the Hebrew is the word labav or lavav. Everyone say lavav. Say it louder, lavav. It's like labab, like kebab, but at a L. Like labab. All right, good. All right, labab. All right, so that word heart, it doesn't just mean heart. Like, you know, I was, this morning I was thinking, singing like in, at the church offices, listen to my heart. You know, you know that song that, you, oh, none of you guys listen to K-pop? I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but it's not just talking about the heart, like the... That word, it means your inner man. It means your mind. It means your soul. It encompasses not just your heart, but all of you. In that word, when, the, when they were writing this, when Jeremiah was prophesying this, he was not simply talking about your heart. He was talking about your inner man. He was talking about your spirit. He was talking about your mind. He was talking about your will. And he was saying, when you seek God, you seek Him with everything that is within you. You seek Him with that your spirit. You seek Him with your mind, you seek Him with everything. See, you know, we call the inner man, what do we call the inner man? It's that spirit. It's that deep part within you. That's your inner man. And see, God, when God tells him that, He's calling out. He's calling out for a people that would turn wholeheartedly towards Him. Why? Because it's those that will find Him. When you seek Him with everything. Not just heart, not just emotions, but everything within you. And see, the thing is, is when you find God, when you seek Him with your whole heart, with your inner man, with your, with your mind, your will, your spirit, when you find Him, you have everything you need. That's why we're pressing in so much for God. That's why we're pressing in. We're saying, Lord, we want more of you at any cost because having more of God is all we need. We don't need another prayer meeting if we have God. We'll have prayer meetings naturally. We don't need, we don't need all these programs. We don't need any of that. We just need God. A.W. Tozer said that the most 10,000 of the problems that face the church will be solved if we just had a deeper revelation as to who God is. If we just saw God just a little bit more than what we already see Him, it would solve all of our problems. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. That word in that verse is the same word. It's talking about your inner man. It's talking about your spirit. It's talking about your mind and your will. Everything being given to God. He's wanting people full out, desperate for Him. Everyone knows David, right? A man after God's own heart. Listen to what he says. He says in Psalm 103, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. He said in Psalm 84, 1-7, He said, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, Thanks for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. And you know what? Before I go any further, each one of you, in the deepest places in you, there is a yes that desires the Lord. 
You know it. You feel it. It's like in this area. It's like a weird area. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what it is, but you feel this longing for God. You, whatever problems you have, whatever things are coming at you, whatever concerns you have at your deepest root, there's a yes, isn't there? There's a longing. There's a desire to know God. There's a desire to experience more of Him. More than what you've had before. And it's frustrating. It's like so frustrating. Like we had, we had our the Niagara Praise Rally this past Friday. And we've been pressing in for more, more of God. More Lord. And we're like, this praise rally, God's going to come. He's going to come and He's going to just pour out His Spirit. And, and we went and it was a blessed time. It was encouraged and we were praying for people and people were getting blessed. But in my deepest part, there was this desire, more, Lord, more. There's a desire in you for more of, Lord, more of the Lord, isn't there? Sometimes fear and anxiety gets in the way. Fear and anxiety, you're afraid of what that would look like if that yes came fully to the surface. You know what? If I just gave myself over to this yes, Lord, that's too much I'd have to give up. Lord, that's too much. That would change me way too much. What would my family think, Lord, if I gave myself fully over to this that you placed in my heart? What would my friends think, Lord? But he still placed it in you. He's placed this deep, deep desire for him. And he's saying, Lord... Lord, I want more of you. I want more of you, God. I want more of you than what I've had before. And you know that that that's deep within you, that desire for more of God, the Lord sees it. He put it there. He sees it and He's drawing it right now. He's drawing it out and He's saying, saying, I'm going to bring you closer and closer and closer because I want to meet that need. It says in His Word, those who hunger and thirst, they will be filled. You will seek Me and find Me when you seek Me with all your heart. See, this Word isn't for anyone. It's, this Word isn't for like, just like the on fire people. Like, whoo, like, it's not for like the, you know, it's not just, it's for each and every one of you in this room. This Word is for you. Because in you, God has placed a desire for Him. And it's beyond what you can put words to. See, we are called we are called to seek Him from that place. We are called to seek Him with all we have. To press in. To desire Him. To know Him. To seek His face. And to see Him come upon us. I said this word earlier, this verse earlier. Hosea 6.3 Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is as sure as the dawn. It is sure. You believe that God will come to us. If it's sure, say amen. Amen. You believe God's word? He says, press in. Let us know and let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us. He will come to us. He will come to us like the showers. He will come to us like the spring rains that water the earth. I'm from North Carolina. And like, I lived in like the foothills area. So it was like right in the middle. So it wasn't really the mountains. It wasn't the beach. It was like the hills. That's why I call it foothills. But anyways, it used to rain like a lot 
And being from the south, like we have porches. You guys know what porches are, right? Like everyone, every, some of you guys have had porches. Some of you have not had the luxury of having one. We will pray for you afterwards that you go to a place that has a porch. But one of my fondest memories of home, because I haven't been home in like two years, one of my fondest memories of home is sitting on the porch in the springtime with it raining. And it just raining and raining and raining and raining and it's soothing. It would just speak to some deep parts in me just sitting on the porch. And that's how the Lord's wanting to come to us. He's wanting to come to us like the showers. He's wanting to come to us and pour out Himself upon you. To fill you up to the brim and to the overflow. But how do we get to that point, right? I was already talking, I'm talking about you got to seek the Lord. You got to know the Lord. You got to want these things. I'm going to take you through a couple things. Because we desire an outpouring, Amen. We need God to come. Amen. Amen. We need God to come upon Itaewon, don't we? When when you look outside, when you walk these streets, don't you think that you need God to come? Don't you see the prostitute? And don't you think, God, we need you to come? Don't you see the brokenness? The hurt? The darkness? Jesus is the light. He is the life to men. Though the darkness had not overcome it. We need Jesus to come. We need His light to come and shine in the darkest places. And not just in Itaewon, but in our own hearts. We need the Lord to come. We need Him to come here in Itaewon. We didn't just come here just to have church in a bar. It's cool. The lighting's great. Everything. It's like real like, you know, like, oh, you know, church in a bar. But we don't, we're not here for that. We're here because we need the Lord to come here. We need Him to come to Itaewon. We need Him to shake this very place. Because I'll tell you what, when God shakes Itaewon, Itaewon is the forgotten area of soul. People don't come to Itaewon. And they tell other people, don't come to Itaewon. Don't come to Itaewon. I remember when I first came to Seoul, I didn't come to Itaewon. Like at night. I like I would not go by Itaewon. I would not even go on like the subway slime that had Itaewon. Because everyone's like, don't come to Itaewon and don't go to Itaewon at night. Oh, don't come to Itaewon at night. But you, you know why the Lord has put a church here in Itaewon? It's because he is wanting to make Itaewon the envy of these other churches in these other areas. The work that the Lord is going to do in Itaewon is going to be so great that it's going to spur all these other churches to envy. These churches that have been just doing church and been content with just meeting up on Sundays and then leaving. He's going to do such a work in this day that you would not believe it even if you were told. And it's going to spur these other places to envy. And they're going to say, you hear about the work that's going on in Itaewon? Do you hear about the bell that is being rung in Itaewon? There are prostitutes that are coming to safety and salvation in Itaewon. There are people in the transsexual bars that are being shaken and being delivered and being healed in Itaewon. Do you know what is happening in Itaewon? And And these other churches, these other places are going to say, oh, we must need more. And their bells are going to start to ring. These other English ministries, their bells are going to start to ring. And they're going to start to ring. And they're going to start to cry out for more and more of the Lord. Because of what the Lord is doing here in Itaewon. 
And people are going to see it. And they're going to see this revival that is sweeping through these English ministries. And they're going to see the work that the Lord is doing here in this place. And then it's going to spur the Korean churches to envy. In the same way that the Lord is going to use the Gentiles to spur the Jews to envy, the Lord is going to use the English ministries here in Seoul to spur the Korean ministries to envy. That no longer will they be hampered down by religion, by tradition, by Confucianism, by all this idolatry. And then they're going to all cry out for the Lord to come. And the Spirit's going to come in unison with the bride and say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. And we're going to see revival sweep over this land. Not just Seoul. Not just South Korea. But North Korea. Because the Lord is a God of justice. And he, is, he has a heart. He has a burning for this nation. He has chosen this nation. And He has chosen you for such a time as this to be here. Lord, may you give your people eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind to conceive this word right now. I'd have lost my place. There's a yes in your heart for the Lord. God has not put you here in soul for just some random reason. He's not put you here at Itaewon just because it's some cool church. New Philly, this random church that it's the Lord has a very special place and he, he intends for you to be a part of it. We need God to come. We need Him to come. We need Him to come with His freedom. We need Him to pour out His Spirit upon a place. It says in His Word, it says in 2 Corinthians 3.17 that the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Don't we need the Lord to come and bring His freedom? And it says, no, but check it out. It says that, but then it keeps going. It says, and we, we, that's you and I, we with unveiled faces. Let the veil be taken off of your eyes right now. We with unveiled faces behold the Lord's glory. And we are changed into His likeness with ever increasing glory. We are going to be the ones that carry that glory. That carry it next door. That carry it onto Hooker Hill. That carry it onto Homo Hill. To bring His Spirit upon a place for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That verse is referring to when Moses came down with the glory of the Lord upon him. And he had to put a veil upon his face because his face was shining. He was shining the light because he had looked upon God. That's why we're pressing in. That's why there's that cry in your heart that says, Lord, I need more of you. Because then when you see God, you become more like Him. Because His glory comes upon you and you begin to be reflectors of His glory. We need His freedom. Isaiah 61.1 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor. That's not just for the person standing up in the pulpit. Because it also says we, they shall be called priests and ministers of our God. You are a priest. You are a minister. To bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives. A release from darkness for the prisoners. 
We need Him to come to empower us by His Spirit. We need Him to come and establish righteousness and justice in this place. We need Him to come and bring justice upon Korea. It's the foundation of His throne. And it must be established. Because what we have now is not satisfactory. If you believe that what we have right now is good enough, Open up your eyes and see. We need more of God. We need Him to come with His justice. We need Him to come with His freedom, with His righteousness. There's so many things that are unjust in this land. Korea has a, pretty much like the highest abortion rate, divorce rate. It has the highest suicide rates. One of the highest in all of those rates. Satan has been targeting the young people. Satan has been targeting the family. Satan has been targeting the people in Korea. We need justice to come in. We need righteousness to come into this place. And we need Him to come in His Spirit. Why? Because when He comes with His Spirit, it will empower us to do the work of the ministry. It will empower each one of us to bring it. I had notes. I had notes. I had notes. But you know what? The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. We need His glory to come. We need His glory to come. And His glory is not just some like, oh, we need like, you know, like we're just like talking all mystical. No, we need His name and renown. We need God's glory, His manifest presence to come. We need the knowledge of God to be spread. His character, His majesty, His holiness. We need you in this place, God. We need you, God. Lord, will you bring it, Lord? Bring your glory into this place, God. Lord, we need your glory to spread, God. It says in Isaiah 6, with the four living creatures in heaven and they're looking upon God and they're declaring out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with His glory. That, that That is a reality in heaven that we need to pull to earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need God's glory to come, to be pulled down into this place. Because when God's glory comes, everything else comes with it. Back to the notes. How do we get there? How do we get to this point? Because we need God. The Lord hit me with a revelation during this week and it shook me. It says, in, it says in also in the book of Jeremiah that the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can master it? But in the next part it says, But I, the Lord, search the heart and the mind. The Lord searches out the inner man. He searches out that labab. And I realize that, Lord, I need you in every area of my life. God, I need you to come upon my finances. I need you to come upon my family. I need you to come upon every area of my life. Because, God, if you don't come, nothing will happen. I feel like what the Lord wants to spark in us and in this church 
is that there would be a people, a remnant, that are filled with a holy frustration and and desperation for God. There will be a people that say, Lord, what we have is not good enough. We're thankful. We're grateful. But Lord, what we have is not good enough. We need more. And I begin to, I begin to cry. I begin to cry. And I begin to cry because I realize that if God doesn't move upon my life, I'll be a failure. That sounds harsh. That doesn't sound like there's any grace. But Jesus himself said, in John 15, I believe, he said, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. I realize that God, I cannot do anything, Lord, apart from you. Like, you know, all these different prophetic people have been coming to our church. And you guys were here probably last week. You saw me on the floor. Whatever, it's okay, whatever, you know. And like, all, and like getting all these words about what the Lord is going to do. And what the Lord has put upon my life, and it just made me broken. Because I realized, Lord, if you don't move, if you don't act, none of this will happen. If the Lord doesn't come here to Itaewon, if we're not crying out, seeking Him with all our heart, this will be just another church. It will be a dry church. The aura of meeting in a bar will soon fade away. There's so many churches that aren't filled with that where people are seeking the Lord and they're dying because the Spirit gives life. We need Him to come. Let's all stand to our feet. Brian, I want you to come up. Maybe if I preach in a couple weeks, you guys get part two of the message. But I feel that the Lord is wanting us to cry out. I feel that that the Lord is looking for, like it says in 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 Second in Second Chronicles sixteen, it says that the Lord searches His eyes, search to and fro upon the earth, looking for hearts that are fully committed to them, could, fully committed to Him to strengthen them. And the Lord wants to strengthen this house, and He wants to strengthen us by His Spirit. He's wanting to strengthen us with Himself. And so what I want us to do right now is I want us to, I want us to open up our mouths. And I want us to cry out to the Lord.